Here are matches for the greatest. How do I sound? Does that sound good? You sound good. Everybody sounds good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Greatest. I am your host, David Zafra. I have with me today, Raul uh, Arroyo. Yes. That's right. Yeah, we know each other from working at Work. Fraser Farms. Farms. <laughs> shout out to I Fraser like, Farms. Yeah, shout out. Yeah. Doing good things, right? Yeah, How's they're they're doing pretty good. Yeah. How's that? How's that going? We just opened up a third location, so you know that's that's fun. I'm not involved in it in any way, but <laughs> I hear they have a they have a pizza baker. They got they're, they're like, making I pizza. I am not getting close to that one. It's too far. I would if it was a little closer. But yeah, I mean, speaking of which, though, um, so you have your own podcast. It's in English. I it's mean, in Spanish. Spanish, yes. Spanish. So like, if we have any English speaking, like only English speaking listeners, they wouldn't be able to check it out. But do you want to? Uh, let for those that might be interested know a little bit about your podcast uh yeah i mean it's uh it's nothing uh great i mean to <laughs> me it is great right <laughs> it's not the greatest podcast oh. <laughs> uh, um but it's uh we just kind of get together like on during the weekend and we just kind of record we have we talk about like like live topics it sometimes it gets a little too like I guess, depending on how you were raised, uncomfortable because we do talk a lot about like one of our topics was uh, sexual fantasies mm. and when was your first time when you lost it, right. like your first kiss. Yeah. And then on top of that, we just kind of like pick on each other and it's it's just for fun. Yeah. It's just to make people laugh. It's so it's kind of like just being like at a guest at a party kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Having, like, so you just get together with some friends. Shit. Yeah, and just talking. For sure. That's pretty much it. How and many uh, episodes do you guys have so far? So far, I think we have like 20. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, here, let me see. It's in Spotify. If you guys want to check it out, se llama Al Chile con Aide. If you guys <laughs> speak Spanish, <laughs> uh, go check it out. Even yeah. if you guys don't, let your Spanish-speaking friends. Yeah, we're in Southern California, uh, so if you're so listening yeah. to this and you're local, you probably got a couple of Spanish-speaking friends. Uh, we have 720 listeners last time we checked. It's not bad. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I mean, there was, she checked and apparently there was one and uh, we have, how many episodes, how many episodes is this? Um, there was one that we had in Spain mm -hmm. and we were like, wow, that's crazy. Nice. It was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're going international here, guys. <laughs> but it's, it's nice to know, you know, mm -hmm. like it's nice that, that you're just kind of having fun. But then at the same time, you're starting to, you sometimes realize like the reach right. of like, of, of how much reach uh, like these like social media platforms can give you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Especially if you're interesting, you have, you mm -hmm. know, good conversations. You might be like, oh, this is just something that I do with my friends. That's fun. But in reality, it could have like a lot of meaningful information. It could be very relatable to somebody or for whatever reason, it just, they, they're drawn to it. Yeah, uh, we have 13 episodes so far and then another one's coming out this week so that would make it 14 okay but yeah you're right i mean there are uh, like uh, we've had like um how do you call it like uh not necessarily a review but like comments okay from some of the listeners that are friends with my friend and they tell them like oh you know you guys say too long to get into um into the topic because we started just kind of like bullshitting a lot <laughs> and then we get into the topic yeah. but then there are people that like that there yeah are people yeah, that yeah. like you know they like to hear the roasting like because mm -hmm. we kind of roast each other right. and stuff and there are some people that like that say that they're like we kind of want like the roasting to go a little bit more you know yeah like, forget the forget forget, <laughs> forget all the other subject. stuff <laughs> like, who cares about that yeah and then there are others that some of our episodes were like are like 
an hour, 45 minutes. Um, there was one that was actually like almost four hours, but we split it into three different episodes. Damn. So um, we are working on like not having too many people over. It gets too, <laughs> gets too crazy. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, there are some people that are like, yeah, they're too long. Or there's people that are like, they're too short. So mm-hmm. I really, at the end of the day, like I tell my friend, like at the end of the day is whatever we want to do. Like who's who's a main creative project is it it's my friend her Your friend, friend okay her my friend her name is Aide. yeah so she's the one that came up with the idea like she kind of she was kind of thinking of just doing it just on her own mm-hmm. like when she's driving or whatever and like a like a two three minute thing and then she'll get like replies on her instagram right. and then she'll talk about them the next one she was thinking something small like that but then like there was one time where like she had this this topic and then like just she had her well, obviously her boyfriend or her baby daddy i don't know what they, <laughs> what they consider themselves what the title is called they've been together forever <coughs> so I'm, i just call her her husband um he obviously you know to support her he like joined too and then like they brought over a friend and then they talked about it they went for like 30 40 minutes mm-hmm. and then from there it just started like growing yeah then i got invited and then you became a regular yeah and I talk a lot. <laughs> and do they try to like edit it to try to get that? Because I had a similar situation uh, with my old podcast, Unsolicited Advice. Mm-hmm. We had uh, advice questions that we were supposed to answer. But sometimes if the, me and the guest and my co-host, if we really like the guest and we just want to talk and talk and talk for a long time. And then sometimes we wouldn't even get to the questions until like 30, 40, sometimes an hour into We did one where we literally didn't even answer any questions. Yeah, I <laughs> we guess like just that. Because sometimes the conversations that you have are... Yeah. They get interesting. And yeah. I mean, I like that. Like, honestly, it's like if I was to listen, I, sometimes I listen to some podcasts <laughs> and like the subject is like, you know, whatever. But then they just start talking about completely something different. But mm-hmm. the conversation is interesting. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. 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 No, it is. But so I, I did similarly had to some people give us feedback and they were like, well, you take too long to get to the questions or we didn't like the banter as much. And then so we try to limit it. If we went talking too long, sometimes I would edit it. Down. Yeah, like if definitely. We definitely do edit because there are times that um, sometimes because we record in her backyard. And, like, that's when, like, the babies come out and they talk too much mm. and then we kind of just stay quiet. And then there are some times that, like, we kind of just, like, there are some times that we just kind of zone off a little bit or somebody's on their phone okay. or whatever. And then that's There's when, like, space. those are the, the ones that, the, the, the times that or like, the things that she edits out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody says, like, something that's not supposed <laughs> to be said. And say. then that's when, uh, <laughs> that's another edit. But, I mean, no, for the most part, like, we just, uh, like... We haven't had that kind of situation until like last week, <laughs> but um, for the most part, it's all just it's a lost chill. episode, right? Yeah, it's like super chill. It's just yeah, that's a lost. That's a lost episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I should have said that, but you know, it it happened. But sometimes we do have music in the background, and then if you pay really close attention, like it's a totally different song. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. Keeps going like we don't stop the music. Yeah, that gives it away. I used yeah. to record at a bar, and so you could always hear background music. Mm-hmm. So we really had to, if I had to edit anything for the times that we recorded there, it was super obvious because no matter what, it's like you can hear the song like just skip yeah. <laughs> or Which go part? to a different part. Uh, this was at now? Home and Away in San Diego, Old Town. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. that was one of the. Well, then we used to record at uh, Mission Brewery in downtown san diego all the mm-hmm. time also that was a good spot and they had good drinks there mm. but since we're on that topic <laughs> of breweries that's one of the places i used to record all the time but that is just one of the many good local breweries here in southern california area so to you i want to extend the question 
Raul, what is the greatest, greatest brewery. local brewery? Local For this brewery. purposes, let's stick to San Diego area. Okay. Um, <laughs> man, I just love beer. Like, honestly, <laughs> I couldn't really pick one. But I haven't really been to... I mean, I've been to a lot of breweries. Yeah. But there's one specific one that I go to, and it's because they mix both of my favorite beers together which is ipas and sours okay so they make sour ipas never heard of that but that sounds yeah, very interesting it's bomb you, <laughs> should, you, should, you should go try it it's uh it's in temecula marietta area it's like the border of marietta and temecula okay so it's like you know where winchester is mm-hmm. so i used to live right off that area you get off winchester and it's like on the on the left side like on the other side of the mall okay so it's on that other side and it's called eight bit like eight oh, do they have bit? one like in North County also? No, I think no? that's the only one. Okay. I okay. think that's the only one that they have. Or at least that's the only one that I know. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure they don't because I follow them on Instagram. And I go there all the time. Like, their food is bomb. They just recently opened it back up because of the whole pandemic. And uh, I think they opened it, like, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, me and, like, one of my friends, we, like, went, like, right away. Because we, we go there all the time because of their of their um, their beer and their food is really good. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's really cool that I like about it, they get super nerdy with like their can art. Oh, okay. So, like their their little mascot is like you know what eight bit is, like mm-hmm. the, the old video games. So it's like an an eight bit uh, beer mug, and they come up with like all these like can arts of like video games, movies. So they get like super nerdy about it. And there was one called Jurassic Tart. And it was like obviously Jurassic Park. Right. And instead of I think the T Rex was like the little eight bit mm-hmm. mug. And it was a sour IPA. Just this really good IPA. Uh, they just came up with another one called the Tart Knight. Okay. So it's like Batman like the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. <laughs> and then they have like all kinds of other ones. They have like Beers of War. Right. They have um oh man, there was another one. Um Dark Forces. Yeah. Which is like a Star Wars kind of one. Um, they had another one that was like based on on the Mandalorian. Okay, and I think it was called like the Tart the Tart DeLorean. Or <laughs> okay, something like it was something like that. But yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Like they name it a lot after like shows, after after um like video games. They have the Mario Tart. Very nice. Okay, that's mm, a good so one. Like, <laughs> so, and I know about all the tarts because I like all yeah. the sour IPAs. Those like that's go-tos. like my go-to stuff. Then yeah. they have uh, other ones called like the Brewmans. Um, they had a bunch of ones. They had some like named after Game of Thrones, which is my favorite show, which we're probably gonna get into later. <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I right? think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of them, one of them was called like um, Cersei's Revenge, which was like a double IPA, and it was like probably one of the best double IPAs I've ever had. Nice. And then the other one was called Daenerys Targaryen. Oh my God! <laughs> they really can really go a lot of places uh, with the yeah. tart pun. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> and the thing is that their beer is like so good and like the names are catchy the beer is good the food is good location yeah I only think during the summer <laughs> when i'm like uh, i don't know if i want to go over there well but especially right now when everything's outdoor yeah <laughs> it's gonna be cool during the winter when it gets when it gets cold it's gonna yeah. be cool i'm gonna I'm going to be over there like every weekend. Although sure. I think location is the thing that's going to disqualify your, your pick because I said, uh, let's stick to San Diego area when Temecula is def- technically Riverside County. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I still consider San Diego. It's not that far. I mean, it's not far, okay, but so neither then San is Diego, Orange County. Then I feel like it would be probably Stone. Stone. Okay. Yeah. 
At any particular reason? Uh, I just really like their like the stuff that they come up with. Like I'm I'm a big IPA person. Uh, their American Strong Ales are really good too. Like yeah. their Double Bastard. It's like it was seasonal for a bit, but now I, I think they have it like year round. Okay. And it would only come out during the winter. Yeah. And it's a beer that you can like drink when it's like like during cold weather. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the times it's like hot. I'm gonna get a beer. And um, for that one, like it's perfect for when it's really cold outside. Okay. It's like kind of coffeeish. I'm not a big fan of stouts. Yeah. But that one is like borderline stout, so it's like kind of. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I've had like really cool experiences at that brewery too. I think what what times. would uh, what would put them in the very good contendership would be the fact that they feel like maybe I'm wrong because I have I I got into the beer game a little bit later. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like this big boom in mm-hmm. in craft beer here in San Diego and uh, especially in North County. And I remember kind of like Stone being like that first one. They were kind of like the pioneers a little bit. And yeah. them alongside and a couple other ones that got very popular early on, they were they seemed like kind of on the, the you know the uh, founding fathers, yeah. <laughs> in a way. And their locations are great, like the yeah. b- the one that they have in Escondido, so that beer garden and everything that's beautiful. Yeah. And they have good locations all over the place. They got they got you know it's a fun spot to go and you take and you can go with your kids and they can go run around the garden and you drinking beer and stuff. That's a good location for yeah. sure. And then it's probably like the, another reason why I like that is because they are probably the only brewery here in san diego that get that uh pliny the younger ipa mm. that get re- that gets released only once a year from russian river okay i know that fraser mccary is a pliny the elder, elder yeah and i think it only the younger only gets released once a year like oh. every february i think damn that stuff's and popular i think that's the only <laughs> the only brewery here in san diego i'm probably wrong yeah but uh, that's the only place that i've had it mm-hmm. and like the lines do get long for that thing and it's good it's i like it it's cool <laughs> but they but other than like uh, russian river they bring uh like different beers from from like up there too so they have like kern river and they have um damn, they have they have some other stuff from like up there too like like um like the kern river area breweries um they they brought they bring some beers from there too and those beers sometimes are a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I mean, playing the young, playing the the younger is re- it's pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it's really good. <laughs> Waiting for it for like almost twenty minutes in line. Yeah, I don't know. not as much. Especially <laughs> <laughs> when there's other good beers yeah. to pick from. Yeah, but that's I mean, a pretty I good. Yeah, I think for for my choice on this one, I'm gonna have to give a shout out to Vista Brewery Wavelength. Right here down the street. Oh, That's yeah. something I have Wavelength to go. Is good too. I like good it. Co- so I think what one of the they got a good selection. Like they got a little bit of everything. If you mm-hmm. go, you're, there's gonna be a beer there for you. They have some hoppy stuff. They have some more stouts and porters. They don't have sours. That's I think the only thing that's maybe if you're one of, a fan of that stuff, you're gonna probably not get a good selection of that. But they have a good variety. So if you're one of those people who wants to go try everything out, they got a good flight selection, mm-hmm. and they have good events. They're science themed. It's similar to oh, like I've the, been there. I've been there, like, yeah. Uh, what's it called? That. Uh, the talk trivia night right right yeah, right I so they have that time. they have good events they have a nice space yeah. they have science talks they have like days where you can go out and look at the stars with your with the telescopes that they have out there oh that's what the telescope is for yeah I, I they have I real telescopes just, i thought it was just for fun to have it out there like decoration i mean yeah but even if that was the case then that that's would still be cool, cool. but then yeah. on top of that they actually use it <laughs> you know there's there you know there's a brewery here in vista that's that has the game of thrones iron throne in it what which yeah. one it's like it's not obviously it's not the official one like well even if it, it was a yeah that's it's still called cool. the 
Battle Mage hmm. or something like that. I don't think I've heard of that place. Yeah. But it's in Vista? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they have like Dungeons and Dragons night mm-hmm. and just, you know, a lot of guys that are into that, like they go in there and stuff. Got it. It's pretty, it's nerdy, but it's <laughs> cool. I like it. Yeah. Well, Wavelength is too, though. Like, they have a lot of like sci-fi and like they have one, one beer that's named after like a Rick and Morty reference and stuff like that. So that's, a, that's a cool spot. I want to give them a shout out because they're a cool local place for sure. Yeah. It's cool. I've been yeah. there before too. All right. Well, we, we've danced around this topic a little bit already. <laughs> we keep bringing this up, so we should probably get into it. And I already know what your answer is going to be, but Raul, why don't you tell me what is the greatest fantasy movie or TV show? I mean, obviously I got a lot, but I'm going to go with Game of Thrones for sure. <laughs> like, for TV, so do you want to know for TV show and movie or movie or TV show? Movie or show. Movie or show, okay. Yeah, for TV series. Definitely Game of Thrones. Yeah. I feel like regardless of the mixed reviews that the eighth season had, <laughs> it was like, it was probably, you should watch it. Yeah. You started it? I, st- I oh watched like the God, first couple no, episodes. <laughs> well, I have HBO now, so I could probably, I could probably check it out now. You should. It's a great show, man. Like I mean, it's got d- yeah. Everything. To, in your defense, I never heard anything bad about the, nothing but amazing things until they got to the last season. Yeah. So it's to be a pretty good track record and for the most part. And honestly, like the last season was like it was good. It earned. It was just <coughs> rushed, like definitely way too rushed. But the idea behind it, or where they wanted to take the the characters, mm-hmm. was a good idea just the the execution was just bad uh, from the writers like it was just really rushed mm-hmm. like you know i feel like if they would have made because season seven was seven episodes and season eight was only six and each season before those two was 10 mm. every uh, every season was 10 right so i feel like if they would have made at least those two seasons 10 episodes each i feel like it would have been a little bit better yeah do you know why that happened that they shortened the amount of i episodes? heard that the guys that were uh that or I read into it, and the guys that were the the writers of the show, the showrunners, got a a deal with Disney to mm. write the the uh, the the next trilogy for Star Wars. Oh right. So I feel like they just wanted to like get it over with, mm-hmm. so they could start working on the new Star Wars because that same year, uh, the the uh, the sequel trilogy, the one with like Rey and mm-hmm. Kylo Ren and all that, that same year that trilogy was ending mm. so they wanted to start on their the like new right trilogy. away on the new one is that still happening no they took the, they, <laughs> they took it away from them Damn. disney took the, the deal away from them because of what they did with game of thrones Oof. i mean that's just me thinking that that's what happened yeah it might not be true hey, it's they a good could theory. say that it's not true yeah. but i feel like that's a theory that i feel like a lot of a lot of the game of thrones fans think mm-hmm. that way because yeah. of what they did with game of thrones season eight but other than that i mean the show is just great Right. If you guys haven't seen it, once the people that are listening, <laughs> go watch it. Other people like, that are like me. <laughs> as soon as you guys are done, like, don't go right now. Finish, <laughs> finish listening to the podcast. And then when you guys are done, go watch it. Yeah. It's great. Well, okay. So let me, I have a follow up question. What, first of all, what is your criteria? Like, how, when you hear what's the greatest fantasy show or movie, what, what are, what are like the qualifiers that used to like make it? Like, this is the and reason. What makes it? That this greatest? particular show is the greatest of all those things. Um, I'm somebody that really likes to get, uh, like, mind fucked. So I'm, like, definitely somebody that, that would watch an episode. And then, like, if I'm, like, kind of lost, I rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. 
and then I rewatch it again until I'm like, okay, that's what's going on. Because there's a lot of, like, in Game of Thrones, there's a lot of characters that they throw at you in the first season right away, and you're, you get lost. Like, obviously, it's definitely not a show for just any person. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to start watching it, you should probably watch it with somebody that that understands it already. Right. Or if you've read the books and you've never seen the show, you should probably, like, you're probably set. Too yeah. Because you kind of, like, the books, I guess, they explain it to you better. I'm n- I've never read the books. Okay. I've done research, but I've never really read the books. But I feel like the show, that's, that's one of the main things that I like about the show. Like, it has a lot of characters, a lot of interesting characters. And one of the main things that I like, too, is that there could be a character in season one that just like walks in the background of like a scene Mm -hmm. and they kind of like acknowledge him like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say that he's trash. Yeah. But then in season three or season four, that trash becomes somebody really important Mm. that, you know, that I don't want to say that he saves or she saves like a character or whatever, because one thing that I can tell you about the show is that you should not get attached to anyone. (laughs) Just let it, you know, but, and that's another thing too. Like, you could like somebody, you could have your favorite character, but that favorite character, that favorite character is never safe mm-hmm. in that show. Right. I mean, until they get thing. to the later parts, right? They kind of got consistent towards the end. Yeah. And then that was another thing. Like, I feel like for, for the last season, they try to like give it some shock value to the point where like, it was like, this is not even shock value, dude. Right. Like, this is just, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're just killing characters just because you think we're going to get shocked? Like, yeah. No, like, that's not... That's, the other ones had a build-up to it. Right, right, right. Or not even necessarily, like, a build-up, but it's like... Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't work. It didn't work out in the in the last season because mm-hmm. it was the last season. So, like, at least in, in season two or three or four, you know that there were more seasons coming up. So you were like, okay, let's see what, th- who, what somebody's going to do for this character that got, like, murdered right. for no reason. So that's another thing too, the shock value of the, of the show, um, the fact that it was definitely not censored. Right, that that um, probably helps it out. It's more like realistic because it's, really, it's it's really raw and yeah. like it's gotten a lot of criticism because there there was like rape scenes and stuff like that, and it got a lot of a lot of criticism for it, like unnecessary nudity, and I mean yeah, I, I agree with it, but I feel like after season three or season two they tone down the nudity mm-hmm. but there are some like some scenes that are kind of like hard to watch right like i remember with my girlfriend like we would watch it we would watch an episode because it's it's definitely one of my favorite episodes but there is a scene where it's like there is a rape scene and like every time we watch it like she would just like walk away like <laughs> she could not watch it yeah and i mean i, I get it it's yeah, like yeah. it's something hard like it's something like you that you know it shouldn't be i guess portrayed in tv or anything mm-hmm. like that but then at the same time it kind of gave the that character like a sense of like um like she just kind of like that was like rock bottom for her Mm -hmm. or him and then she just like came back and came like came back stronger than ever so it's kind of like what was the word resilience or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. so it it gives her that right for sure for her too well if you had to have like a a runner-up who would you pick for for that one for like a second best fantasy, and why does Game of Thrones beat it in, in your mind? Hmm. 
t- another fantasy show that's or movie. Or movie. <laughs> mm. I have a lot. Like okay. second place, it really depends on how I feel. Right. Because I could tell you Lord of the Rings. That was going to be my pick. Because um. <laughs> so why does why does Game of Thrones beat Lord of the Rings? <laughs> because it's it's different. Like Game of Thrones is not like the Lord of the Rings. I mean, it is. Because the author of the books of Game of Thrones, like, based off a lot of his stuff from the Lord of the Rings. Right. And from stuff that happened in real life, in real, like, medieval life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the Lord of the Rings is, like, your typical fantasy. That's another point why Game of Thrones is better, because it's not your typical fantasy. So, in the Lord of the Rings, you get your elves that are, like, super light. Obviously, like, in the movie, you see Legolas walking over the right. snow, and everybody is, like, the snow is, like, by their chest. And he's, like, super light, jumps on, like, stones that are, like, falling and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get those elves. You get the your um, stereotypical dwarf. Right. That work in mines and stuff like that. Um, a talking dragon. Dragons in Game of Thrones don't talk. <laughs> uh, and, like, it's just different. Like, it's more, there is more, definitely more stereotypical magic mm-hmm. of fantasy in in um in the lord of the rings right i feel like i don't know i've never read the books and i've never really done research on the books but i like to think that the books are slightly darker than the movies because it happens a lot because i think uh the chronicles of darnia get like pretty gnarly too and i think that's why they stop after like the fourth movie okay (laughs) because they get they get gnarly yeah like it's crazy that's what i've that's what i've read but yeah i feel like the lord of the rings is definitely to i feel like it's more like kid friendly you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's a it's kind of like borderline harry potter ish that's another one too (laughs) 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 i didn't think about that but that is that's a good uh runner up also yeah yeah it really depends on how i'm feeling (sighs) okay for sure all right well feeling like if i'm feeling like you know getting on a a broom and flying around then yeah probably harry potter would be my second one right but definitely game of thrones is like my go-to well as far as fantasy goes okay well I, I mean lord of the rings i feel like yeah you're right in the sense that it is kind of like a typical fantasy but i think it's almost like it's like the like the like the rubric for how you're going to create a fantasy like so mm-hmm. many people build off of it or people are like oh there's more types of fantasy than just tolkien and blah 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 but they did such a good job that they're kind of the standard that everybody like sets mm-hmm. them up to even game of thrones to an extent it has to like step up to the level of Lord, Lord of the, of the Rings, Rings because sure. they were so consistent for so long. I mean, the movies, the first movie came out uh, 19 years ago in 2001 was the first Fellowship of the Ring. And all this time later, we're still Love talking about Fellowship it. Uh, was uh, be- Between the three movies, wa- won 17 Academy Awards. It was nominated for 475 different awards like across all the different platforms. Like crazy stuff that most people don't even know about. But yeah. still, well, that's a fuck ton of awards. Wasn't, like, <laughs> the, wasn't the Return of the King nominated for like 13 and won all of them? They won 11 of them. And it's the only fantasy movie to yeah. win Best Picture. Yeah. That's how they were only able to like movie. break through. Mm-hmm. The, that, definitely, the, that definitely opened the door for like all these other like mm-hmm. new fantasy shows and, 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 and movies that are that are here now mm-hmm. like because i feel like if if the lord of the rings wouldn't have been as successful as it was i don't think we would have ever had game of thrones i don't think we would have the witcher i don't think we'd have like any of these new mm-hmm. uh or uh, yeah any of these new like shows or and movies 
Yeah. Of you know where you see like people riding horses with the with mm-hmm. a sword. Yeah, you needed somebody to like come like similar to like the way the Spider-Man and X-Men movies kind of like set up the superhero, superhero genre, genre to go on yeah. and be successful and like to do all these great things. Lord of the Rings really kind of like you know was the stepping stone for yeah. all these other fantasy and and different types of shows to become popular for us and I guess everybody wanted to create that kind of like genre, like have those three films. I mean, they're almost like pre MCU they're they're like uh, that kind of um thing that st- every studio wanted they want everybody wanted a trilogy or wanted multiple movies you know they yeah and now they're everybody wants a tv series <laughs> now everybody's doing tv series they're doing the uh isn't amazon doing that new lord of the rings tv series are they they are oh my god but i think it's based or i think it's gonna be before the events of the lord of the rings right and after the events of the hobbit okay so, so it's going to be between. like in between. Mm, in between. Somewhere cool. in between. <laughs> it's either that or how the rings were created. You know how there's like, I think, nine rings? Right. Well, the nine for the men, right? Because then there's like some some elves got some, men got some, and then dwarves had some. Mm-hmm. I think, I forgot what the number was, but I think the nine was for the men. Was it? I thought it was my... I gotta look but into this. There, I know that there is if my friend Caroline was listening to this, yeah. <laughs> if my friend Caroline was listening to this, she'd be so mad right now. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, also, Promoters. I mean, um, like I said, uh, I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings has been out for a long time, but like certain things have become so iconic, like you know, "You shall not pass." Like everybody oh knows gosh, what yeah. that is when you say it. I say it like in at work a yeah. lot of the times, and like nobody gets what I'm saying, and I'm like. <laughs> what like, why not like, famous. it's Gandalf. yeah really you don't exactly. know what that is? but then like, they have all the memes and stuff too that you you know the, the keep your secrets <laughs> yeah that one and all then right, the then. one does not simply just do this you yeah. know they have so y- you know it's 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 become so iconic and and in the minds of people in pop culture so much that i think it's very difficult for i mean as much as popular as game of thrones is i don't know if there's as much kind of iconography as there is for lord of the rings yeah I feel like, I don't know. I don't want to say that <laughs> Game of Thrones has a bigger fan base, but I think they do. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it might be possible. Cause I think so. And I feel like it's because <clears throat> it's not, like I said, it's not your typical fantasy. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's just like the new. Can I pause this real Okay, so you were saying that uh, uh, they have a bigger fan base because. Because. It's it's just different, man. Like it's just like the um, like the Game of Thrones author said. Like he is a big uh, Tolkien fan, and he just said, "I just took what he did and just turned it up to 11. Right. He's like, "That's yeah. just what it what he did." But like Game of Thrones doesn't have the dwarves. Like I mean, it has a short guy, but he's just like like a normal person. Just like a normal. He's a human. Yeah. No. It's I mean, yeah. But it's like he basically goes through like I f- what I feel somebody that's like a like that has uh dwarfism or whatever like like major people go through like get picked on a lot get called little monsters right get called like you know all kinds of stuff so he goes <laughs> through all that and i feel like they like hit the jackpot by uh casting peter dinklage to play mm-hmm. him because he was like he, he for what i've heard is like he doesn't really like to play dwarf roles right because you know he doesn't want to be he doesn't want him or he doesn't want to only be casted for that. Like he wants to be looked at as a regular actor and right. not as a dwarf actor. So when they explained to him what the 
the uh, character of Tyrion Lannister goes through, he was like, you know what, I'm down for this, like, because I, I kind of been through it too, and he's one of my favorite characters for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he's cool. Yeah. Season eight, he, they, <laughs> he starts they sucking. Did, they did things, <laughs> and not just with him, but it was with everybody. Right. But I mean, now I've rewatched it after season eight. I I, I rewatched the show, and it falls a little bit more imp- into place. But season eight, like, was iffy, but it has like amazing moments too. Like, gotcha. it has moments. It probably has like the best like fighting maybe not the best fighting scene because <laughs> i feel like the best like f- uh war scene or whatever was the from the two towers at helm's deep Oof, one of my favorite scenes ever that one yeah. was like the best one yeah because it was like i think we're, they were fighting at night yeah and they tried to do the same thing with this fight that mm. they had in game of thrones but i feel like they went too dark with it so you had to like change the settings on your tv so you could be able to see oh weird so it was kind of weird yeah but i was like why can't you guys i don't know pretend that there's a full moon <laughs> or something like, moon is like i don't know yeah but yeah i mean it's it's one of the best like fight scenes and then another thing that makes it a good show is like you grow to like like certain characters and then at one point they're obviously enemies in the show sorry they're, they're enemies in the show and at one point they have to like go to war with each other mm. and you're just like okay what's I don't, I don't yeah know you don't know who to root for because it's like <laughs> yeah that's funny i feel that way when like there's two fighters that i really like that are fighting each other and it's like what do i do it's like it's, it's stressful no matter what <laughs> but on the topic of shows that had terrible final seasons um <laughs> you're also a fan of <laughs> i met your mother <laughs> oh my gosh there we go <laughs> So uh, we're not going to get into the terrible last season. I want to talk about the positives. It's just the last episode. I feel like it's just because it was good. It was just until that last episode. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think to an extent, you're probably right. I think the season eight had a lot of filler for the most part. And a lot of people didn't like that. It The whole season took place in like such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. especially when before like this, it, it jumped around in time so much. I, one episode could span years, but then all of a sudden you have one season that lasts a day or two. Mm-hmm. It's a little, I think that was a little jarring for people, but I liked I w- it. I uh, liked the fact that there was some season that, 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 that they would like fast forward. Cause it was one that was called like the autumn of breakups. Mm-hmm. And like they, he basically like fast forward from like new years of last year all the way to like fall of the yeah. next one. So that was cool. And then there was one where like literally all of the season was just took place in one week. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was one of my favorite parts about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was, so. it was probably, uh, yeah, I don't think it was as terrible. Like I when while I was watching it, I was enjoying it, but yeah, I mean that, you know, it didn't have the greatest finale, but I want to talk about the positive things about how I met your mother. So why don't you tell me what is the greatest episode of how I met your mother? The greatest episode. I think all of them are great. Except <laughs> for the last one. <laughs> it really depends. Like I said, it really depends on my mood. Cause if sometimes I'm feeling sad, I like to watch uh, time travelers. Okay, which one's that one? It's where um, like Ted uh, is like having the conversation with Barney. Okay, and like they just kind of go like back and forth on like on the story or whatever, and then he has uh, like tickets to Robots versus Wrestlers or something mm-hmm. like that, and then like he's talking to Barney, and Barney's just like, "What are you talking about, Ted? Like this moment already passed. Like right. you're here at the bar by yourself," and then he just kind of looks around and he's like sitting at the table by himself, and like it's kind of like a sad episode. But then, like, they finish it with, like, because supposedly during the episode, like, future Barney and future Ted, like, come to the table with him. 
and present Barney. And then at the end, like, they, because you know, kind of like how it like fades away. And then, like, they give you that last scene right before the credits roll. Mm -hmm. And it's like the four of them are sitting, like, future Barney and future Ted and like present Barney and present Ted. And then they start singing that one song for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And then they start like harmonizing <laughs> and stuff. So that was funny. So yeah. that's why that's one of my best, like, one of my favorite ones. Um, another one, it's the ashtray. And it's just because, I mean, I feel like the show is great because of Barney, mm -hmm. like honestly. But it's like they're telling the story of how they ran into the captain at an art gallery and how they like messed it up for Lily. Mm -hmm. And they all have their own version, but it's like Ted was high, Robin was drunk, and the only one that was sober was Lily. But like every time that they say like, and then we turn around and guess who we saw? And then Barney just like walks out like during his guitar solos. With like a bunch of girls and they're like no dude what are you talking about and they're like it's the captain so like every time that he would come out with a guitar solo i would right. die man yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Thing was hilarious got it it's hilarious so that was like what you thought was like the funniest episode yeah i feel like that was the funniest one right and then i could tell you like the ones where i like or the one where i just like hated robin for like the rest of the season or for the rest of the show which is when um they agree to tell their partners yeah her, her and and barney mm -hmm. that they cheated they did. yeah and then like the only one that says something <coughs> is barney and then he just kind of like she just kind of like leaves him there hanging mm -hmm. and it's called like tiktok or something okay like that. and it's like the endless minute that sometimes you get yeah and it's like he was just like sitting there or he was just like standing there and everything like just freezes around him and he's just kind of like looking around yeah like he just couldn't see or he just couldn't believe that she walked in with kevin yeah and, like, that was one of the ones where I just, like, that's where I was, like, yeah, fuck Robin. Like, Well, there was also that. That was the episode that had the really funny scene where they're both dancing with their partners. Yes. <laughs> There's this page on Instagram that I follow, and I request, and I DM the, 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 ad, the administrator of the, yeah. of the, of the, um, of the Instagram Pe page. Yeah. And then he or she, I think it's a girl, she, uh, she uploaded it, and then she obviously tagged me in it. Oh, that's and cool. She, she put up the scene and I was like, <laughs> that thing is so funny. Yeah. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the show too. Yeah, that's a pretty funny scene. And then like, there's also the part, I think it's like earlier in the show where like um, Barney goes to the prizes, right? I don't remember this one. No? Because mm -mm. her his mom tells him that. Bob Barker's his dad. Yeah, it's yeah. his dad. And then he goes there and like, um, like Bob Barker just calls him son because, you know, he's an older yeah. guy and like, that's kind of what they say. And like, and he just looks at him like, son yes dad yes and then he just like spins the that wheel and then it lands on the dollar and then like there's the other the other competitor that was right there and barney just up to him and just like pushes him like <laughs> out of the earth that was like i die every time i see him like <laughs> guy i die every time man yeah barney is like the best thing in the show <laughs> ted too i like ted he's like cringy but yeah i'm not a cool. huge fan of ted what <laughs> that's cool he gives you the best life lessons that's my boy that's well Th those are all good picks. Um, I think for mine, I'm going to have to go with episode. Uh, it's it's from season seven. I think it's episode 17 or something like that. It's the episode where, um, I guess, uh, so th what happens, I guess they, Robin and Ted are roommates at this point. Mm -hmm. And something happens to kind of re-spark their relationship and then Robin decides that she doesn't love Ted. Mm -hmm. And so she decides to move out. 
and the episode ends with like uh with shake it out by florence and the machine and um as like things are are kind of like she's moving out and and ted ted walks out with his yellow umbrella and when he walks out there's like uh just a sea full of yellow Yellow umbrellas as the song shake it out plays out and it was really it was good storytelling i felt like that scene is the reason why the finale was so bad because this they did such a good job with this particular episode showing that robin has moved on he's like he has to get over it like you know yeah and they give you the hint with all the umbrellas which is like yeah that there's hope she's gone there but there's somebody else exactly they and they really really make you feel that with that kind of like hopeful feeling at the end it's a very triumphant song and and they kind of tease a little bit because at the end of the episode there's a scene where lily and marshall are making like long-term bets yes and so (laughs) So she's like, okay, it's over for real yeah, this yeah. time. You got to pay up. And he's like, not yet. And that's yeah. kind of cool. I like that. But at the same time, they did do such a good job of really just like selling the point that it's like, this is it. Like they don't, yeah. they don't work together, you know? And just the build up too. I feel like one of my other favorite episodes is when they finally, m- when you finally meet the mother, like who she is. Mm-hmm. Like you see the boots, you see the base. Yeah. You see like the, oh, she didn't have the yellow bird at the time because Ted had it. Yeah. But you see the boots, you see the um, the bass. Yeah. And then, like, the camera just kind of goes up to her, and then she's like, a ticket to Farhampton, please. Yeah. And then you finally meet her. And I was like, Wait, finally, was that that same oh episode? Gosh. Huh? Was that the same episode? Mm-mm. No, 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 no. You no, didn't see her until later. I think, I think where the episode where you meet her is, like, season, at the end of season eight. Right. Like, the last episode of season eight is when you meet. No, because she's in a bunch of episodes leading up. Oh, no, that's Yeah, but you nine. never see right. who she is. You right. see, like, hints of her. You see her ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, like, the buzz. Mm-hmm. You see the yellow umbrella, obviously. You see... You meet the roommate. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But, yeah, like, uh, you don't actually see who she is. You get to know her name, and, like, I think season two, when the stripper comes up to Ted, and he's like, hi, I'm Tracy. And then he's like, and that's how I met your mother. And they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, no, I'm just kidding. That was just the stripper. But that's when you know her name. That's right. when you know that her name is Tracy. Got it. And then, like, another thing, another reason why I liked that show so much was because sometimes they would throw, like, musicals in. Yeah, that's, I like that like suit song yeah, that he does. I used to listen to and that on Pandora. You get Robin Pandora. Sparkles, you get Robin Daggers, right. you get Let's Go to the Mall. Yeah. And then, like, Marshall, obviously, he sings all the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's, like, a great character, too. Yeah, I think, I think him and Lily are probably one of the best, like, fictional couples. Mm-hmm of all time they're underrated for sure i think their their ideals of relationships and stuff like that is much better than ted's which i think is kind of toxic and and, and problematic what? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible his i, I well, yeah because he keeps going back to someone who doesn't <clears throat> like him of course yeah that, that. Is, I guess but then good. him trying to find like this perfect person that matches all the things that oh she she does this and this and she's yeah i just feel like it's like that's not the way that you should be looking for a partner i mean i guess everybody's <laughs> different but like i don't know i kind of like i kind of like that that hopeless romantic part of ted i appreciate that to an extent because that is me sometimes and i can very much be a ted sometimes but it's not not a part of me that i necessarily like or think i should keep around in his words you're not looking for someone who accepts your quirks you're looking for someone who loves them cherishes them and loves you more as a person because of that yeah that's great i like that part (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like sometimes people don't like them because of that. No, I, mean, I don't think that's necessarily that bad. All these live lessons. Oh my god! I don't even remember that I posted all these live lessons from on my Instagram for a bit. Uh, I think I was just that I was it was it was the the 
15th anniversary oh. of the show. And like I was just watching it because it was the anniversary mm-hmm. of it. And I was just watching it. And then like all these things started like, like when, especially when, uh, when Bob Saget is the one that's like talking mm-hmm. and is giving you the life lessons. Right. That's when it's like, that's, that's what I like about it. And I was hoping that he would end the show with like, that's how I met your mother, kids, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, something and a little bit. I was hoping that that was going to be like the end of the show and I would have been like, perfect show. Mm-hmm. But then they did that <laughs> with Barty and Robert. And, I was like, what <laughs> and the thing is that they made, they made his, um, his proposal to Robin, like the Robin, like they made it a, a page of the playbook. I thought that that was like amazing too. I was like, that's it. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, they got to get married. And I mean, obviously, I don't really believe in marriage, but like, the just i mean obviously for for, for the narrative the show, it made sense yeah for yeah. the narrative of the show like i was like they're gonna get married they're gonna be together they're gonna have kids you know like i feel like barney and robin were like meant for each other for sure because they're like i feel like in a way they're opposites but in, this, in a way they're the same mm-hmm. but, but that's exactly the so that's like the opposite of ted that wants like someone super specific that likes all the stuff that he does mm-hmm. whereas opposed to his two other couple friends are not like that. Like Marshall and Lily are very different in a lot of ways. And Robin and Ted are very, uh, Robin and Barney are very different in a lot of ways, but they have like core things in common that keep them together. Mm -hmm. And too much of the show was spent on Ted not wanting somebody because he, they don't match up all the little boxes that he thinks are his perfect woman. And I think that's where it's kind of like, but I feel like he has that mentality, but at the end of the day, like he really just kind of, dates whoever he like you know whoever gives him attention <laughs> yeah and that's where i can be a ted for sure <laughs> <laughs> because it's like when he was trying to like be with the slutty pumpkin like what else did he know yeah about this girl right. other than like her being the slutty pumpkin yeah. and he just thought something role. about her might be great he just keeps thinking he's going to meet this person that's going to be the perfect person yeah and i just don't think that that's the way but things then again are. that's that's how you kind of Another reason, another, another life lesson was that's kind of how you know it's a mistake when you, un- you don't know it's a mistake until you make it. Yeah. So I feel like that was kind of like his role in the show. He mm-hmm. was the one that was making all these mistakes and like learning from them. Yeah. And I feel like, like that's why I kind of like him because I, I've done a lot of that too, mm-hmm. where I'm like make a mistake or I don't know if it's going to be a mistake and I overthink it and i'm like you know what let's just fucking do it because if you're not scared then mm-hmm. you're not taking a chance and if you're not taking a chance then what are you doing yeah which is another life lesson for me. <laughs> 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 all right well i'm glad we can get give some praise to the how i met your we mother since it's been getting so much episode. shit <laughs> 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 for sure. all right well um let, let's talk about a, a different uh, movie franchise Before we move that, on. okay how i met your mother is my favorite tv show to watch even before Game of Thrones. Damn. So how I made your mother is like, if you don't if you don't break them down into like fantasy and sitcom, mm-hmm. just like as TV shows. How I met your mother. How I met your mother is like my favorite one. Yeah. Number one. Sure. Which is like, uh, you know, like the listeners might not understand why that's so surprised. I'm uh, not surprising, but like almost like oh, like whoa. Uh, didn't know that because when we worked together, you would leave like Game of Thrones quotes, quotes on the whiteboard night, every sure. night, and you have like all this like you really like show your fandom. But I guess it's hard to show the fandom for how I met your mother. Can't really have a bunch of like you c- like you can, but then uh, they'd be like, "Is this guy depressed or something?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be. 
<laughs> so with Game of Thrones, it's like more about like their religions and right, stuff. Right, That's right. another thing. They have so many religions and the and the way that this guy got into like all these things that came out of his mind. Yeah. He's like, how do you come up with all of this? That's a good point. Very immersive world. But that's another conversation for another <laughs> episode. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about a, a, a franchise with a little bit better track record, um, which is the MCU. Um, so this is actually a question we've already talked about before uh, on this podcast, but I want to get your take on what you think the greatest MCU movie is. Endgame. Okay. Like, hands down, Endgame. <laughs> for sure. And I feel like... I've talked to some of my friends about it, but they're not like, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to say that they're not MCU fans, right? but they're not MCU fans. <laughs> and I feel like they, like they've missed some movies. Like they don't like, for example, there was a lot of like, a lot of people were like iffy about Ant-Man. Okay. They were like, Ant-Man, like what the hell? Like a small dude, like what is he going to do? But it's like, watch the movie before you judge it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of people didn't watch Ant-Man because, you know, they were iffy about it. Um, a lot of people didn't watch um, The Incredible Hulk. Um, a lot of people, I think they might have skipped, like, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Like, they they skipped movies here and there because there's, like, what, almost 24 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. So, they like I feel like they just went for, like, the big characters, like Spider-Man, Iron Man. Um, I th- even want to say that some of them haven't even seen the first Thor but I'm somebody that has seen every single movie as they come out and I've rewatched all of them. And I think I have all of them. I think I might be just missing Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but as somebody that has been following the MCU since it started, since Iron Man came out in 2008, uh, definitely Endgame like just closes everything up like really nice. And it's like, if I thought that the first Avengers was like a great movie, of how they were just like fighting right there in New York and all these aliens were coming out. Just like seeing the charge mm-hmm. when like Captain America's like Avengers assemble and you've been waiting for that quote too forever yeah. for like three di- for four <laughs> different Avengers movies and you've been waiting for that for him to say that or for somebody to say that. Yeah. And I think it was in he Age te- of Ultron. Yeah, where he, he like teased, teased it. it. Uh-huh. Um, when you finally hear him say that and you see like everybody just like charging you see uh valkyrie like in her pegasus which i don't know how the fuck she got it yeah um, <laughs> yeah where did that thing come from yeah and like you see um and then now that uh the whole thing with uh chadwick boseman that when mm. he passed away like he's the first one that comes out of the rings like now it like hits different yeah because you know what the like all the shit he was going through mm-hmm. like now that it hits different and it makes it even better um you see Wong telling him, like, what do you want? You wanted more? He tells uh, Doctor yeah. Strange, and then, like, the freaking Ant-Man comes out, and he's, like, huge. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, if you missed Ant-Man, if you right. didn't watch either one of the Ant-Mans, like, you, don't you obviously it. don't get yeah. why he got so big, you know? It's, like, yeah, it's Ant-Man, but he's also Giant-Man, and then yeah. you get the Wasp, and then you get, obviously, Yeah, uh, if a the Wasp shows up, and you didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp, you're, like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, and then, no, the thing is, that like, you see, you're, like, well, how... Did, were they able to like time travel? Da, da, da. I'm like, well, the pin particles play an important role because right. they have to go through the through the quantum realm mm-hmm. to go back in time. So if you didn't watch Ant Man, you're gonna miss all that, right? Like how he messed around with his thing with his belt or whatever, and how he was able to come back from right. the from the quantum realm. Like if you missed both Ant Mans, you're totally not gonna get that. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like that's the reason why I feel Endgame is like the best movie. 
Uh, a lot of people say that Infinity War is better or whatever. Mm-hmm. It could be. I'm one of those as far people. as as far as the narrative <laughs> goes, but but I just feel like yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. like putting all the movies together, and then when they go back in time to the moments of like the other you know, movies of some movies that were like movies that were not so great, like like uh, the Dark World, it's Thor the, Dark the World. worst one of all the MCU movies. You think so? I, I thought think it was good. I mean, it, maybe it might be the weakest one, but. If I had to rank like lowest, I know a lot of people. Like, if you look at the reviews, I think like the Hulk, Incredible Hulk, is like the. I, the I don't think one. the Hulk is that no, bad. I think really it's pretty un- good. Very it's very underrated. underrated. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would say like uh, Thor is probably the worst, and then Iron Man two kind of like the bottom two tier for me. Mm. I don't think the Hulk is that bad. No. I don't know why people hate on it so much. I don't think the Hulk is bad at all. Yeah. I don't think any of the movies are bad at all, but I mean, one of them has to be at the bottom. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like yeah maybe Thor <laughs> or the world is down there. <laughs> But, I mean, it's still a good movie. Like, I'd still watch that instead of whatever the fuck they made with Dark Phoenix. <laughs> that was pretty shitty. That was bad. Or Fantastic <laughs> Four, the last one that just I came out. I didn't even want to watch it. Michael B. Jordan. I didn't want to see it. Oh, that was trash. Yeah. Oh, I, I skipped it. I'm pr- I was interested when the first trailer came out, and then when everybody talked about how bad it was, like, I can't even put myself yeah. through like, this. Like, it was a good, like, it started off really good, but then, like, the climax of the movie was just, like, Mm-hmm. What? What yeah. are you guys doing? That's weird. But anyways, let's talk about trash. Well, let, let's get into like why. Uh, so I talked about this before. I think Infinity War is the greatest MCU movie because that scene in Endgame is really great. The, you know, where you get everybody together and they all finally fight together. That's an amazing scene. But Infinity War, I think, was just an amazing movie. And it really was what all these other studios are trying to do. That's what the pinnacle is. You want to get to an Infinity War. Yeah. You want to get to a movie that's like, this is the culmination of all these movies. And I remember just being in awe of the fact that they were able to pull it off so well and get all these different characters. It's when you get to see them all f- interacting for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Endgame is just the main core group of people for the most part kind of traveling from place to place and, and redoing it. But it's it's the original Avengers kind of the ones that are leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Whereas you get ev- all these people in a very fish out of water situation. You get Captain America and Wakanda, you get, you know, Tony and Spider-Man in space and they're meeting the guardians of the galaxy. And Thor goes over here with Groot and rocket and they go to Wakanda and they have all these different stories that are intersecting and going off. And there's so much momentum and excitement and, and the, uh, Thanos being introduced. He's so much better in infinity war than he is in Endgame. He's the amazing villain, like the best villain I think they've ever had. Yeah. Like, I feel like he was just more, I feel like the Thanos in Infinity War was more, that's when he kind of had that, like, change from, like, uh, like a, I guess, like a lord or a boss Mm -hmm. or, like, whatever, into a father figure. Because if you notice, like, the Black Order in Infinity War, they call him father. Mm -hmm. And in Endgame, they call him sire or whatever. Mm. So that's one of the things. Like, he becomes, he's more, like... I guess you could say that he has more feelings mm-hmm. that he actually like legit thinks that what he's doing is the right thing. Right. To exactly. Do. So I feel like that was one of the, yeah, I mean, infinity war is good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And just remember, like I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen at the end of that movie. So when they did the snap and the movie just ended with everybody dead, <laughs> that was some of the craziest shit ever. And I was there with a, like all my family. There was like 14 of us like all at the theater and everybody was in shock. Like nobody could fucking believe that they actually ended the movie that way. 
I knew it was going to happen too. I, I like, thought it could, but I was like, no, they're probably a lot of the theories that were going around at the time were like, oh, he'll get some of the stones in this movie and then they'll have to try to stop him from getting the rest of the stones in the next movie. But that would actually end with a snap. I was pretty surprised. I, I feel like that was the ma- the original idea and that's why they they first named it Infinity, Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Yeah. But then they're like, I feel like they changed their mind after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a great ending. Yeah, it was like a great I ending. Was, I thought it was awesome. It was and a great movie, just in like general. The fight be- like the fight between Tony and and Thanos and 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 Titan is like yeah, my favorite one too. Like when he got when stabbed, I, when I the like, theater yes. like it was like quiet. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember, like I was going in there and I was like, okay, you know what, Tony's gonna get that. <laughs> like, let's go, let's go watch this. <laughs> and then when I saw the way that he was gonna go, I was like, no, like yeah. Are you serious right now? Mm-hmm. And then like Doctor Strange was like, you know, like let him go and I'll and I'll give you the stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he that was shocking to too. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of knew that he like the that Endgame was gonna be based on what he saw in the future mm-hmm. when he traveled in time to see like all these different outcomes of the movie. Right. But like it was like, I was I had like my doubts about Endgame because usually like. A follow-up to a movie that good is mm-hmm. usually like it's tough. Yeah, it's it's hard to like follow up with it. And another thing that uh, that kind of shocked me from Endgame too was they go and find Thanos in the garden or whatever the planet that he right. calls it, the garden, and then like Thor just like kills him mm-hmm. and immediately. Just cuts his head off. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, like I didn't see that coming either. <laughs> I was like, they're, gonna, they're gonna interrogate him. Yeah. I don't know. Like when he said that that he reduced the. Um, because technically, I don't know. This is what I think, and I don't know if like people that are listening to your podcast think the same way. But when he says that the stones are reduced to to atoms, the stones technically still exist in right. this universe. That's a good point. But um, th- I was thinking that maybe they were all gonna get like really small to an atom size, like kind of like Ant Man, mm-hmm. and then like that's how they were gonna get the stones. But I feel like that would be like an easy way to <laughs> get them. Which I was like, why did you guys just do that? Yeah. But I mean, whatever. It made it. It made it cool. And a lot of people, I would, I remember, because I went to the movie theater to watch this movie. Like, I don't know, probably like eight times, almost mm-hmm. ten, maybe. Damn. And every time that he would that that uh, Rocket would ask Thor what he did, and Thor would say like, I went for the head. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would laugh, and I was like, this is not like <laughs> funny. Like, <laughs> he legit feels like he failed. Like yeah. he's gonna. That's why he falls in this depression. That's why mm-hmm. he goes into and i don't know if you see it but when captain marvel is ready to like go on her own to find thanos he's at the table eating bread and mm-hmm. drinking a beer oh yeah yeah you're so right you get that like um, a little head it's like oh yeah, yeah this is what he's he's eating his feelings right now yeah so it's like <laughs> when he says that it's like he, like i feel it i'm like dude like if he would have gone for the head like none yeah. of that would have happened so he feels like a lot of it is on him mm-hmm. and that's another like that's one of my favorite parts too from endgame that yeah. he was not at his Peak. Like Tony said, he was not he was not in shape. Like he mm-hmm. was not at his top form. Like he wouldn't have been able to survive the snap if he put the gauntlet on. Right. And like that's why he couldn't like handle Thanos on his own either. Because in in Infinity War he just freaking threw uh, Stormbreaker and like he almost killed him. Yeah, he was so close. He could have yeah. probably beat him on his own. Yeah, because he had just came back from like fighting uh, Hela. Yeah. And from fighting this power that he definitely didn't need uh, his hammer. Mm-hmm. And he's like confident. He's like at his top form, and then he fails to kill this guy. And obviously, he's gonna fall in the yeah. depression because half of the universe is gone. Mm-hmm. 
and he feels like it was his responsibility to like that he if he would have aimed like two inches <laughs> two high. inches up higher <laughs> everything would have been different right and like that's that i feel like that's why he he falls into this depression and he's like mm. all sad and that's why I, that's why i liked what they did with thor a lot of people don't like it but i do like i, I thought like i thought it was great things. i liked i liked most things about endgame i thought a lot of people ended up kind of hating on the game a little bit which I thought was unfair. A lot of the criticisms I don't agree with. I think it's a great movie that there's a lot of super highlight moments where it's just like super cool. And I'm actually going to get into this for the next question a little bit, but uh, there's some great scenes, some great fight scenes. Um, but I just think Infinity War just did it a little bit better. And I feel like that's the culmination of everything. That you can Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Too. I, like I had sisters that had never seen any of the Marvel movies that just came into Infinity War that's and the they difference. loved it. That is a difference. Like that, I think that that's the difference between Infinity War and Endgame. And I feel like that's why I like Endgame a little better because that's more, Endgame is more for like the hardcore fans, fans mm -hmm. that have been following the story. And, and, and Infinity War was more like, uh, like, for everybody right. to watch, even if you haven't really been following the other movies, because like you could you could go watch Endgame and be like, okay, like all of a sudden, I'll, why didn't they call all the Avengers that walked through the rings? Like, right. why didn't they call? Them? Like, <laughs> did you watch Endgame? Did you watch <laughs> Infinity War? Did you see what happened yeah. at the end of Infinity War? They're exactly. all dead. But yeah, it'd be weird to just walk into Endgame as the first one. Yeah, but I guess some people probably did it. Another thing that I liked about Endgame was like they the way that they traveled back in time with tony and with captain america all the way to the 60s I think. yeah and like he has that moment with his dad because throughout the entire like the entire like saga like you could always feel that he just had like this like resentment towards his dad mm -hmm. and all this and then he like finally meets him and then t he he listens he he hears him come out of his mouth saying to s saying that um that there's nothing that he wouldn't do for his for his son right and then that's when you finally get that like closure between him and his dad. Right. And I feel like that was one of the like the best parts about uh, Endgame too, when like he like meets his dad mm -hmm. and like they have this conversation, and like you 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 see him like finally uh, like interact with his dad and not right. not just on that thing that he had mm -hmm. in uh, yeah in Civil War, that little thing that he had with his glasses. Yeah. Barf, I think it was called. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I gotta work on those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> comes up in uh, Far From Home later. Yeah, and that was kind of cool too. Yeah, I like that too. Call back. MCU is doing great. Yeah, you guys are doing great. <laughs> you guys are listening to. You're right. Yeah, great. I think that is the big difference between the two movies. For us, if you're a super fan of the franchise, they do everything to give you a satisfying ending. Like Captain America, his ending is perfect. Iron Man's sacrifice at the end is perfect. Like having certain characters like sacrifice themselves the or take over the roles or take up the mantle. Good satisfying endings for a lot of the characters. I don't mm -hmm. think anybody was just like, I mean, some, I guess un unimportant characters, you don't really know what happened to them, mm -hmm. but as far as like the main group of people, everybody had a pretty satisfying ending for the Black most Widow, part. For sure too. Yeah. So I just feel like, yeah, if you're a big, big fan of the movies and you know the character journeys that these people have been through, it's super satisfying. And then what, like what they did with Gamora too, how she like mm -hmm. dies in, in infinity war and then like comes back. Basically she's back. And now they're like they're obviously gonna be out there looking for her. Yeah. For the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It'd be interesting to see what happens oh, with that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. If the MCU comes back <laughs> when it comes back. It should. <laughs> I think they I think they pushed Black Widow <clears throat> another I think they pushed Black Widow till next year. <laughs> I think it was supposed to come out in November. Yeah. No, it was supposed to come year. out like it should be out already. No, yeah, originally. it was supposed to come out in, in, in May. Yeah. But then they pushed it to November, but now they pushed it again back until next year, I Yeah. Uh, I just went to see uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. 
in at, at the movie theater. And the trailer is still set November. Oh, okay. So I don't know if they're going to change that or not, but that's what I've heard. But <sighs> I, I haven't heard anything be, about that. It's like a James Bond movie. It's like yeah. A, it's like a spy movie. That looks pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for WandaVision. WandaVision is going to be It cool looks too. really good. I'm excited for, uh, uh, what Loki? is it? I, uh, I was going to say Falcon, Falcon and, and the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. That looks really good too. Yeah. The first, the teaser trailer looked really interesting. So that was another thing that they did good with Endgame. Like when, uh, when they have Loki, like, uh, after the battle of New York. Oh my God. And Loki he, and he runs with the cube. The just takes off. That was <laughs> crazy. Cool. <laughs> crazy. See, like, that's the whole thing that they did. That was another thing that, that I liked about Endgame. Like the way that they played with the time travel mm-hmm. and how instead of like creating or erasing the future, they just spark new timelines. Right. I, f- I felt like that was like, I, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that idea. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. All right. So on the topic of the MCU, let's go into what do you think is the greatest MCU fight scene? Hmm. Greatest MCU fight scene. It's going to be on Winter Soldier. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because it's my favorite movie is Endgame and then it's Winter Soldier. Okay. So it's gonna be when uh, Bucky and and Cap are like fighting in the street in, in the, the street. regular clothes, and then they yeah, and then they're like fighting with a knife and mm-hmm. stuff. Choreography that's, in that yeah. scene is ridiculous. That's a, that's a that's a great movie. Yeah, like it doesn't have any like superpower. I mean, obviously it's like um, they're strong, like super peak human mm-hmm. strength and stuff. Obviously they're like um, super soldiers, but other than that, like there's no like flying or like robots or magic or anything like that so it was like unless a, you count bucky's arm mm, it was like a like a heist <laughs> movie like um um how would you call it it's like a like there and then i like the what they did with um basically making him like the runaway guy right like he has to be hiding and mm-hmm. stuff um so i feel like that was like the good fight and then when he finds out that that's bucky when right. he takes off the mask like and then he kind of like remembers too. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that was pretty cool too. But I feel that like is a very good fight, fight scene. That was I think that was the best fight in the MCU. Although the elevator scene from that movie also a really yeah, fucking good fight scene. That was a good one too. I don't know which one of those I like better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the one I feel like the one with Bucky I like it better than the one in the elevator because I feel like the one in the elevator is like okay, Cav, like a little you know, more you're fantastical, badass, but like <laughs> chill, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, those are those, yeah. That's a really good pick though. And I feel like since most of the guys that he was fighting were, are not like enhanced, mm-hmm. it. I mean, obviously, it did get a little hard for him. But I feel like he, he found his match with the Winter Soldier right. when he was like fighting. Mm-hmm. They were very even. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one is like at the beginning of that movie too, when he jumps in the ship and he just like starts kicking everybody's ass. And then he like gives him that front kick mm-hmm. to that guy, and he just like ah, <laughs> just like flies out of the ship. Yeah. It's cool a good stuff. one, yeah. That's a good one. Okay, lots of good fight scenes in that movie. I'm gonna for my pick. I'm gonna go with a movie that I don't think you're as big of a fan of, uh, but it is Civil War. <laughs> it's from Civil War. I like the movie, and, and it's the airport scene. Yeah, where they all fight with each other, which I think is one of the first times you really see, because a lot of the villains in the MCU movies, this is a thing they get made fun of for all the time, have the same powers as the as the main character. Mm-hmm. So like in the first Iron Man, <coughs> the bad guy is just the a bad Iron, Iron Man. Man. And then in Ant-Man, the bad guy is just a bad Ant-Man. And then, you know, like it's like that happens a lot and they get criticism for that. I think this is one of the first times where you really, really see like, t- like contrasting superpowers mm-hmm. with each other, 
where you got magic versus technology and you have like a Ant-Man versus like a, a you know, Iron Man where it's like the powers are different yeah. and, you know, Hawkeye and just all the different things getting finally combined in this really exciting way that you didn't get to see before. It's very dynamic. It's very exciting. It's long and they pace it really well and it's very well done. The first time you saw Spider-Man in a fight scene, which was I... That's when they, he got introduced with all the other Marvel characters. <sighs> That, that was, was cool. That was one of my favorite iterations of uh, Spider-Man that they've done so far mm-hmm. in the live-action movies is that him in the airport scene because I didn't really like his movies as much. I don't feel I think he's that like the solo movies. His solo movies, he doesn't feel as Spider-Man-y to me. He's Are very you talking sp- about like the like the MCU Spider-Man. MCU movies Spider-Man ones, ones. yeah, really? yeah. I, I like them, but I just don't like them as much as a Spider-Man. Oh, you're like fan. Spider-Man three, get out of here! I forgot <laughs> about that. I think there's likable things about it. There's likable <laughs> things about it. <laughs> so I, I just have the soft stuff for the Raimi films. No, the best Spider-Man movie is uh, Into the Spider-Verse for sure. Oh yeah, uh, for but, sure. Um, By far. There's something that's not super Spider-Man-y about the uh, uh, the other two movies. I feel like but he's very Spider-Man in the Civil War fight yeah, scene. I feel like in in the other Spider-Man movies, there's too much Iron Man in him. Mm-hmm. There's too much like Iron Man in the movies. Right. So it's it's more of like a Spider-Man and Iron Man movie. Yeah, he doesn't really get that many moments to to show his powers and his abilities like really shine. Yeah, like you don't get the Peter single until. <clears throat> from home right and they don't really even show it or express it in like an in like he just is like okay i'm gonna have a spider senses now but you don't like see it or feel it or he just starts dodging everything but mm-hmm. there's not like a thing where you got like oh here's the powers because you do see it in you d- you do see it in civil war you see it like when uh, i think it's a bucky that throws him something and then he's like oh damn and then he like ducks okay i don't remember when, when he's following up uh, bucky oh and, yeah and yeah the yeah Falcon, and he's mm-hmm. like on something like crawling on something and then i think bucky throws like a piece of i don't know something some kind of like scrap metal and he's like hey you dropped this and he throws it back Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that but yeah you know there but they don't really show it in uh homecoming Homecoming, and they show it in in infinity war infinity war in the in the bus when his little hairs hairs come out yeah they don't don't have anything like that really Mm -hmm. to show that kind of which i think is kind of cool because i feel like he just recently got his powers in Homecoming, like not that, or in 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 Civil War. I think he just got his powers, maybe like a year. Yeah, he's, so he's still kind of like developing. Uh-huh. I because get I don't that. Think, I don't think I feel like they. We know Spider Man. Like right. there's all kinds of movies of Spider Man. We know like how he gets his powers and all that stuff. Like, I feel like they did good with it because they're just. They're going to show you how his powers are going to start to develop. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want you to think, like, oh, damn, he got bit by Spider and he can, like, sense all these things, like, mm-hmm. right away. He's going to get, like, the super strength right away. But, like, powers like the like the spider sense and mm-hmm. all that stuff, I feel like that he needs to, like, master them in a way. Yeah, but they haven't really sh- highlighted them, though. They kind of yeah. just mention it because they assume we all know about it. And so you don't really get to, like, see him distinguish and see his powers and the specialness of his powers and his mm-hmm. his character. So that's what's a little disappointing. I still enjoy it. I thought Far From Home was really good. I thought Homecoming was fine. Um, but just not, like, as Spider-Man-y as I would like. Far From Home was definitely better than Homecoming. Even sure. though it got worse reviews, but I thought Far From Home was way better. Yeah. Homecoming, the only, the cool thing about Homecoming was um, the villain. Yeah, Vulture and was like cool. that, like, kind of plot twist when, like, he goes to pick up the, the date and it's the dad and you're like, oh, <laughs> what? 
Yeah. That was cool. Like that was when good. I was in the movie theater, I was like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's screwed. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, that's but it's a civil war for me. Uh, but I want to give an honorary mention to we talked about a bunch about Endgame. Um the fight where it's just the three Iron Man, uh Captain America and Thor versus Thanos. Oh yeah. Super cool. good fight they scene and that's when yeah, they're getting the shit beat out of them and then and then uh Captain America gets the hammer for the, the first hammer. time. Oh, cool. <laughs> Beautiful. That's a great one. And then another one, another one that I like was, and this is it, 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 it comes, it shows you how the, how Okoye is like such a badass warrior because when her and Black Widow are fighting uh, Proxima Midnight mm-hmm. in, in uh, Infinity. Infinity War, she doesn't attack her from the back. She goes around to face her. Yeah. So you're like, that's, she's a badass warrior. Like she's not going to give you a cheap shot. <laughs> like, she's going to go in front of you and kick your ass. Yeah. So that's another one that I kind of like too. And then like, and then uh, what's her face just comes up and just fucking kills <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wanda. Well, yeah, Scarlet like, Witch. Why are you? Why are you up there? Why yeah, up there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a funny line. Um, from Infinity War, also the open the first time you see Thanos, he beats the shit out of the Hulk. Oh yeah. And that is a badass fight I scene. I feel like that was that the Hulk was definitely a letdown in Infinity War. A little bit, but that's how they did a really good job of you know in in storytelling they do show not tell. They showed you that Thanos was a fucking badass by watching him beat the shit out of the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. So I got to give a special shout out to those two fight scenes, which are also some of my favorites. But Civil War airport scene still takes the number one for me. Mm, yeah, I guess when it comes to like team fights, yeah. If, I, if it comes to like one-on-one fights, I feel like the, <coughs> the one with Bucky. T- oh, but in, in Civil War 2, when like Bucky and Captain America fight Iron Man. And they, like, hand each other the shield, and they, like, slap him around. That was such a but dramatic... Then back and then, like, he rips the arm yeah. off. With, with, with the, the chest. The, yeah. Ooh. Like, that was a pretty bad. There's so many, like, good <laughs> fighting scenes. There's so many good fighting scenes. Another one from Infinity War is <clears> when, <throat> when you realize the freaking uh, Star-Lord just, like, kicks everybody's ass on his yeah. own. Yeah, he... <laughs> and then Drax yeah. is, like, fighting the cape <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the best characters of the MCU for sure. Oh Drax. yeah, Draxon in Endgame was. Wait, was he Endgame? No, no he that was in Infinity War. He was you hilarious. See him like stabbing the thing. Yeah. In, the, in the back, he's like ah. Yeah, sorry, but in Infinity War, he was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He had a lot of super funny moments in that movie. When he's like the Invisible Man. That yeah, I forgot. I was like, what movie sure is that from? Yeah, it was from Infinity War. <laughs> that. And then the, like, uh, where everybody's like, where's Gamora? And it's like, oh, who's Gamora? And then it's like, why, why is, is Gamora? Gamora? <laughs> fucking killed it every single time. Because I saw it in the theater a couple times, too. Killed every time. Yeah. That was a fucking hilarious line. <laughs> Which further goes to show why Infinity War's the greatest MCU movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good. But I, 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 I'll, I'll stick with it. Sure. <laughs> All right. Last question before we end this episode. This is really broad. So you, you don't have to go real. You can go fictional if you want. But what is the greatest weapon? Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like where you're going with that. Uh, it depends on, on, on who or what. Or <clears throat> yeah, it depends on who you're fighting or yeah. what you're fighting. Well, you can use whatever criteria you want to define what it means to be the greatest weapon. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching a lot of UFC. Okay. So I feel like the best weapon in the UFC, or my favorite weapon, if I was a UFC fighter, would be my elbows. Okay. For sure, I feel like that would be. And like they're the just one attached to you. Just yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be like the main thing that I would use. They're dangerous and they can cut you up real bad. 
You get a couple of those to the face and you yeah. get blood all in your eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. going to mess you up. Underrated. Yeah, I feel like it's crazy, too, that you put gloves on your hands, but you can just elbow someone in the face. Yeah, but like <laughs> I feel like, and, and I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast when he had uh, Big John McCarthy there, mm-hmm. and he brought the same thing. He's like, I don't understand why you have to wear gloves. And then Big John McCarthy was like, you punch the punch the table without the um, without the the glove, uh-huh. and he's like, you're you're not gonna get hurt. Like your table is gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna break. Okay. He's like, so that's why you're using it. You're using it not for you or for your protection for your hands. You're oh. using it for protection of the other person. Because he's like, I saw, or he because he's been the ref for the USC for a long time. Big John McCarthy. Yeah. And. He was refing a fight when they still didn't have gloves. gloves. And, like, the guys were just, like, cut up everywhere. Like, it was bad. And you throw more punches than you throw elbows or knees. Right. So that's why they use... If you were, like, to throw elbows all the time... I mean, you don't fight like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you were to throw <laughs> elbows, if that was, like, 99% of the, of the blows that you throw, if mm. it was just elbows, then, yeah, you probably have to wear pats on your elbows, but... I feel like you're you gonna, use your yeah. hands more than you use your knees or your elbows. Right. Sure. That's fair. So that's I think fair. that's why they don't wear anything. All right. Well, I'll give you that one then. Okay. For me. And the, and the, la- and the elbows don't land as easy as a jab or yeah, a hook that's true. Or, a, or an uppercut. And the flying knees, like, only if you're Ben Askren. <laughs> 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 that's true. It's tough to land one of those. And then, like, I feel thing. like as far as, like, actual weapons... I like guns, okay. but I feel like that's cheating. I mean, it technically is the most effective weapon. It definitely <laughs> is effective. Compared to everything else. But I feel like... I feel like... I don't know. I feel like if you don't get too close to the person and, and, and fight the person with the actual weapon, like, I, I don't know. I don't think it counts. Yeah. I like shooting guns. Like, I don't... I, I myself want to get a gun. Yeah. But... um. I feel like I would go with a sword, especially okay. if it's Valyrian steel <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> those things never lose their... Sharpness? Their sharpness. Okay. And it's uh, the only thing that can kill White Walkers. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that, but that's good to know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for mine. I'm going to go bow and arrow Ooh, for a couple cool. different reasons. Uh, you know, the uh, Genghis Khan and the Mongols were able to take over a huge amount of Asia because that was their main weapon because mm-hmm. they were able to shoot from horses and stuff like that but also it's just a cool looking weapon mm-hmm. and uh, it's been b- made iconic by these very famous characters like legolas and katniss and hawkeye mm. people that shoot arrows like hawkeye doesn't have any powers except that he can shoot a bow and arrow like <laughs> and he's still Bolton. able to stand up with the avengers <laughs> Oh that, yeah! And Have you seen that meme of when he's at a? I think he's at SNL, and then like obviously it's the other two actors playing Captain America yeah. and Black Widow, and they ask him, "All right, uh, Hawkeye, do your thing. Like, you know, let's use some arrows." And he's like, "Oh, I'm out of arrows." And he's like, "What do you mean? It's like, who did you bring? Like all of them? Like thirteen? He's like, "There's like a thousand alien, like a million aliens out there." He's like, "Yeah, and I killed thirteen of them. You're welcome." <laughs> Yeah, but you can overlook that stuff because, yeah, it looks cool to shoot a bow and arrow. And it's it's interesting how it's and like a, one of those gadgets. It's, yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, it's got it's also like an equalizer. Like you're able to like give that weapon to anybody and they're able to be a badass by shooting it. Like 
It doesn't matter if you're a Merida or you're, uh, you know, Hawkeye okay. or Legolas or Katniss. No matter what you are, you can shoot a bow and arrow and be like a hero in a movie. Yeah, like a Ramsey Bolton. He's yeah. definitely not a hero. He's <laughs> from Game of Thrones. You're gonna like him. Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's He's not as common to get a bad a bad bow and arrow guy in a TV show or movie. But it, like, have you have you ever shot a, uh, a like a, an arrow with a bow? Have you ever just shot? one time in fifth grade camp, and I was oh not able gosh. to do it. I, I couldn't do it right. One, like not the long. It's actually on my Instagram. Oh, okay. Go my Instagram is right there when I shot it. We were shooting like coconut. Okay. Did you and get like, it? Yeah. <laughs> it it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And then I feel like these new like bow and arrows that they do for the Olympics, like I don't know, they're too bulky. Mm. Like, they look weird. I just like a, like an old fashioned one, right. like the wooden one with the whatever thing it is that's uh-huh. holding it. That's the one that I shot in my Instagram video, and. It's definitely w- hard to aim because when you release the arrow, that, like the arrow goes up a little bit. So when you're aiming, you have to kind of like point like mm. slightly down from where you're actually shooting. And okay. it really depends on like how far you're from, because if you point like just like slightly off, it'll go like a freaking yard up mm-hmm. or something like that. So it really it's it's that's cool to shoot it. Mm-hmm. I shot it a couple of times. Yeah that day and that's like the only time that i've shot it and i guess it's the difference between something like a gun like a gun technically is like the greatest weapon Mm -hmm. but to to me like a greatest is more than just like effectiveness it's Mm -hmm. like oh it's like it's got it's got a a visual component to it it's like people are attracted to it people have like a thing where it's like a gun anybody can just pick up a gun and shoot it you got to learn how to aim but like yeah bow and arrow requires a little bit more finesse and skill and things yeah, like that and absolutely. and i think that's what makes it the greatest weapon do you listen to um to the joe rogan podcast a little bit he goes out and he hunts uh uh elk and shit with right, a bow, with and, bow arrow. and arrow and he it's posts <laughs> pictures of like bow and arrows he like <laughs> he like um he did like bow and arrow like giveaway or whatever and he like donated the money to i don't know what the hell mm-hmm. but like i said like the new bow and arrows like the ones that he uses mm-hmm. they're like too bulky mm. i just like like something simple um, yeah. yeah. Even the fucking, the, the other one. What are they called? The, the crossbows. Yeah. Like yeah. The one that Daryl uses. But like yeah. Daryl. In, in, uh, oh yeah, from uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. In, in, in like classic, whatever you see like in the movies and stuff, like it usually is a very simple thing. Yeah. Or like they in the case of Hawkeye, so one of those that just like pop open and they're very like. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, like when he changes like the tips <coughs> to do like to blow up mm-hmm. or to throw a freaking, what do you call it? Like a. The thing that Batman has, like a sh- like a shot hook or whatever. Yeah, like that, that like a grapple. Yeah, yeah. Like he shoots some of those. <laughs> they have that weird the moment in Avengers where he shoots an arrow that has like a virus on it. <laughs> he shoots the computer, and the system gets all messed up because he has a. Oh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> the first Avengers yes. when he's like mind controlled. Yeah, that's so dumb, <laughs> but it's. <laughs> but I feel like the like the well oh no actually that wasn't the one like the one where they did where he where he shoots the one of the engines I like that that they like when he aims he like aims at it but then he takes like the wind into consideration mm. and makes it a little bit more realistic right instead of just you know like oh, I'm just gonna shoot it mm-hmm. straight even though we're like three thousand feet in the air and we're going <laughs> like I don't know how many miles an yeah. hour and like just shoot it straight into it like he actually like they actually did all that and I was like oh, okay that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Cool. All right. Well, that's going to be the I- the end of this episode. Thanks for joining me, Roll. Before we leave, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, 
What do you mean? Like plug? I want to plug my phone. So I'm gonna <laughs> 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 like anything you want to pr- use to promote like yourself, your Instagram, your um, podcast, your the anything podcast. Else? Just my uh, the podcast. The other podcast that I'm in um, is at Al Chile Con Aide in Instagram. I think that's the only one we have. We're working on like getting a Facebook. We just want to take pictures first. We're kind of going like all out a little bit. Got it. So we're we're definitely like um, we're definitely like investing some time and some money into it cool um even though we're like just barely starting but we do want to make something out of it um so hopefully um if you guys know spanish and you guys are fluent with like mexican slang like yeah. go for it like l- give it a give it a listen and like you know share it that's that's pretty much it cool other than that all right well thanks for joining me man anytime bro